Greetings and welcome to Keys to Your Best Life. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I have a sweet sister in Christ with me today, Dr. Trudy Simmons. Trudy, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm always fun to be with you, so thank you. I, you know, I love how even though we are in different states uh, and doing different things for the Lord, both obviously in media, but a whole lot of other things, but we share the same heart. We yes. share the same heart for, for God's people and for the lost to come to know the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so I'm so honored to have you here with me for this episode because y'all, this is an important episode. I did an episode the other day for uh, Godfident Today, which is another show that I host, but I felt like after I got done, I was like, I kind of need to do something on keys right. and I need to do something on keys with a sister. And so I was praying and the Lord just really just like threw you out there, Trudy. And uh, <laughs> we've had conversations before and they always go so fun. I walk away encouraged and blessed. So I know the viewers will be today as well. So we're talking about an important topic. We're talking about closing out 2022 and embracing 2023. Now we may not get to 2023 in this broadcast. If not, we got episode two for you. It will come down later in the pike, but we really want to chat today. Uh, so grab your cup of coffee. And this is just like sitting at the round table with me and Trudy. We are going to talk about what do we need to leave in 2023 or 22 to walk into 2023. Right. So Trudy, do you have any specific thing that you do at closing out a year? You're such a highly productive woman. Listen, if y'all don't know this, Trudy just did the Iron Man challenge. Okay. And if you don't know what that is, Google it, you will be blown away. And it took great dedication all throughout that. So I know that you're really good at setting goals and accomplishing those and things like that. But what do you do when you're closing out a year, a calendar year? You know, Maggie, sometimes it's hard, right? When you when you when you have goals and you see them coming to an end and you know, I think about the the world championship that I just did and I trained my it was a goal of mine for 6 years and when I crossed that finish line, you know, people were, people were asking my husband basically, is she going to go into depression? Is she going to is she going to um have you know, withdrawals or whatever from from all the training? But the one thing that I said that I think kind of resonated with people is like that was a goal. And I knew that that goal had an ending. And I think, you know, as we as we end the 2022, some goals do need an ending. We can't carry everything, everything into 2023, just like I can't carry this race with me another year. I knew that the deadline and the goal and the completion. And so I, I had to do everything I could to get to that goal, which meant I had to say no to a lot of people and a lot of things during that training season. And so when you think about things coming to an end, you know, it can be scary. Like God may be, be telling some people who are watching, okay, that needs to end now. You know, maybe it's a new job. Maybe you're in a toxic relationship, but but ending doesn't need to be scary. It needs to be exciting because when we let go of one thing, it gives us room for God to use us in other things. And so when I think about closing things out, I write things down. Okay, did I did I accomplish everything I needed to accomplish? Did and everything God wanted me to accomplish? And did it did it bring him glory? And are there things I need to readjust as I as I look at my list? But I think it always starts with having a great list having a piece of paper, a pen and your Bible and start writing down what needs to go with me and what needs to stay. 
or what, yeah, what needs to stay in 2022 and what needs to go into 2023. Absolutely love that. So I'm going to go back to the goal part because setting an accomplishment for that six year journey, uh, did you, did you have lots of short-term goals in between to reach those long-term goals? I mean, just talk a little bit about if say someone is wanting to, um, and, and I guess we could go into that more in our next episode, but I'm just really intrigued by how you did that. I mean, to me, I was like, oh my goodness. And when you said six years of dedication, right. so if someone is coming out of a season of just completing something, maybe they just completed their education right. or maybe they just stepped into something new, uh, like a, a new marriage or a relationship or, a, you know, close of a job, things like that. What is the number one thing when you sit down to journal about this? Do you like, do you journal like to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, what do you think about this? Or do you kind of brain dump or walk us through that process? I mean, I do, I do both. Like I'll write in my journal or, you know, I'll write questions actually to the Lord. Okay, Lord, what do you want me? What are you saying to me during this season? And then I'll sit and quiet and I'll let, I'll see if he answers me. And, and he normally does. And when he does it, there's never condemnation. There's never shame. There's never guilt. There's, there's just, you know, you know, he's been working on me lately with believe. I have that sign in the back, believe, believe that he will do what he says he will do through you and me. And so, so I'll write down, I'll write down questions for the Lord. If I'm struggling with something, I'll ask the Lord about it, write a question. And then I will go through brain dumping. Um, when I, the six years of training, I did, you asked if I had short-term and long-term goals. So I had a list of these are my short-term and these are my long-term. So my short-term would be, okay, I need to go out and run a 5k today, or I need to go out and do a sprint triathlon to prepare me for my next training season. Because as an Ironman, you have three stages, you have the beginning, the build, and then you have the, the finish. And so there's three phases to it. And so for each phase, I have to have these goals. And that's kind of how it is with life. We need to have these goals. So the short-term goal is going to build us to the next goal, which is going to build us to the next, which is going to lead us to the finish line. Does that make sense? It does. It makes perfect sense. And I think it's very important for the viewers to understand that because I think that's why people give up on things. Yes. They, they don't set the short term. They look at the long term and it seems so far away and it almost seems unattainable. But it's those little bite size of things. And it's kind of like our walk with the Lord. Wow. I mean, when we first get saved, you know, we're we're kind of crawling, you know, mm -hmm. and then and then we stand up and take a stand and then, you know, we grow from there. And so you and I were talking about the importance of uh, the pruning in the green room yes. before we got started. And I think it's super important. I think almost it's almost interesting how the Lord placed fall in the latter part of the year, yes. the Gregorian calendar, that is, you know, uh, for us to naturally see some of the things fall away. You know, I live in the country, I live out in the woods mm -hmm. and I watch the trees and, you know, just sitting before the Lord in nature is a beautiful thing. I always just feel that close connection there, but things that are organically falling away, but many times we don't want them to fall away. Right. Right. <laughs> we want onto them with everything we have and the, and the Lord is saying, wait a minute. I, he does. He never takes anything away from us to punish us, but he takes things away from us to bless us. 
But we, we tend to, in our flesh, want to hold on so tightly that he's like, wait a minute, I can't bless you because you're not letting go. And so we've got to learn that that pruning process is a, is a blessing from the Lord. Because if you think about flowers, if they're not pruned back, then they can't grow in their season, right? And so we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to be able to do that work in us. And sometimes it's not fun, right, Maggie? <laughs> It's no, not, it's not. It's not, but it's but it's necessary, and it's not, and it's because he loves us so much that he wants to see us grow and succeed. Yes, yes, it's true. It's always for our good. You know, right. he works everything, all things together for our good. But it, like you said, at the time, it can seem difficult or challenging, or we're like, you know, I always, I read a quote not too long ago, and I thought, man, that is so good because it was talking about rejection. You right. know, and it says God's uh, way with rejection is just a redirection. Right. It is. Right. It is. You know. But yet we we take that on in life, and and we don't see the blessing and the pain of the things that we go through. And I know that some of the things I went through at the time, right? I didn't think I was going to make it. Amen. Amen. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I, I went through a couple of things in my life recently and I was like, wow. I, I mean, I, I really just didn't think I, I would, I would come out of it, but God in his goodness, if we allow him to, will make a, a masterpiece out of the mess, you know, and I go back to that rejection, you know, we tend to, and this is what the enemy wants us to do, Maggie, when someone rejects us, we, we internalize it and we're like, there must be something wrong with me. What is wrong with me? And we need to refocus that and say that, like you said, it's God just redirecting. It's, it's just, yes. you know, people are in our lives for, for seasons. Not everybody is in our lives for the long term. And so when we have the accurate view of ourselves, then we can take that rejection and turn it around and use it for good. Amen. Oh, girl. Okay, listen, y'all, you need to pause that, rewind it and listen to what she said again, because uh, <laughs> because that's so very true. And I know because that was a huge thing I dealt with for so many years uh, because I looked through the lens of that. You know, right. that's how I was wired, hardwired as a young child. But now as an adult and obviously and we've both been through uh, training for those of you that do not know, Dr. Trudy is a uh, biblical counselor. She is uh, and as well as I am. So we We've right. done the work personally, yeah. and then we've also studied about it. And there is something to be said about taking the time to rest, yes. put things in the proper place, mm -hmm. and then release them to the Lord. Well, and I think that that's, I mean, that's the season I'm going into. I was sharing with her before the broadcast, we are, we are going to do this broadcast, then we're going to pre-record one because I'm taking some time off. Amen. I'm taking some time to sit at the father's feet. You guys will see me on here, but what you're going to see is stuff that we did before. <laughs> right. We have to do that. And I have this, you know, program I was talking to Trudy about called, you know, release, reboot, renew. Mm -hmm. And you cannot have a renewal process if you are not willing to reboot and release things to the Lord. And that's why we wanted to get on here today. We wanted to talk about what are the things that we carry and that we don't want to carry into the next season? And right. you know, going back to what you said, Trudy, about, you know, the pruning process, I, I've taken up gardening in the last five years. I absolutely love it. God speaks to me in the garden. He has shown me so many great spiritual right. uh, just downloads out there, you know, digging in the dirt and, you know, all the minerals of the soil in a natural state 
understand, but just the minerals that he's put in me spiritually Mm -hmm. by things going in, a seed going in and dying. And I think about my own life and how I had to die to my flesh, the desires of this world and the things. And but I didn't understand that at the time. Right. And so if you guys are watching this broadcast and you're going through a difficult season, it's okay. Right. You know, Jesus said in this world, that means now that you're now right. where we're at right now, we will have tribulations. But he went on to tell us to be a good cheer or cheer up, depending right. on your version yes. you're reading, because yes. he's overcome the world. And Trudy, I know you have overcome many obstacles as well. So did you find that in those early stages when you were going through things that did, what did you do to stay in connection with the Lord during that time? Cause a lot of people run from God instead right. of running to him when they're hurting. Absolutely. You know, you know, I, I, I kind of did both actually. I mean, to be honest, you know, and you said something a minute ago that I want to touch on, you know, it's okay to hurt, right? It's okay to, yeah. and it's okay to be down and out, but, but it's not okay to stay there. Right. Right. We, we can have those bad days, those bad moments, but but we can't, we can't let ourselves stay there. And that's why, you know, it says, David said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And so for anybody, and you know, when we go into holidays, Maggie, it's supposed to be the most happiest time of the year, but for so many, they're hurting, right? This is, they're hurting and they feel less than, they feel like that people have left them and given up on them. And that's when we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. And, and that's what I had to learn to do when I was going through. I mean, I struggled with depression for years. I struggled with rejection was huge for me. Um, had a speech impediment, a learning disability. I didn't fit in. Right. And, um, I, the Bible was my lifeline. Like I I was telling my husband the other day growing up, I was in, I I was in church every time the door opened Wednesday nights, Tuesdays for seven 22 Sunday mornings. Cause that's, that was where I felt safe was in the presence of the Lord and in his word. And so, it just became my lifeline. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to read, even if I don't feel like it, I'm going to open up the Proverbs or Psalms and I'm going to read it out loud because when we speak God's word into the uh, air, the airwaves, it changes the atmosphere yes. and the enemy has to flee. And so, you know, I tell people all the time, if you don't know what to pray or you don't know what to say, or you're, you're down in the dumps and you don't can't, don't want to pick up the phone and call someone, just read the Proverbs out loud. And yes. the Holy Spirit come in and change the atmosphere because people say sometimes, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to talk to God. Mm-hmm. Just talk, say his word back to him and it becomes alive. I mean, it's, it's live and it's active and it's sharper than any double-edged sword. But, you know, there were days that I didn't feel like it. You know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, it's like trying to, trying to get to the the water when you're thirsty and you're in a desert. It's like, just one more step, one more step. And and finally you get there. It's like, I heard someone say recently, the next best thing you could do is take that next step. And sometimes that's all you can do is take that next step closer to the Lord. Yes. Yes. The next right step, you know, (laughs) I'll tell you, I'm so glad that you touched on that because it is incredibly important. Many times in my own life, I've been where I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, we have to understand, you know, I have this saying that I would say you can't have a a mountaintop experience unless you've been in the valley. You just don't get on the mountaintop. You know, it is a process and you have to wait and see God's timing for everything. You know, there are times in my life where I felt like, I was under so much pressure and that I wasn't going to make it. And I would start to question, you know, 
is God there? Does he hear me? And I'm talking about well into my Christian walk, you know, and all of a sudden I realized that I was not casting my care on him. I was trying to figure it out on my own in the natural. Right. And I was trying to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Maggie, let go. Right. And I don't know why during that time it was so hard for me. But once I started to, like you said, making the next right choice and, and stepping closer to him, then that started to come back because there are times that we get in dry seasons. Right, right. And, you know, we need that watering of the word. So for those of you out there that feel like you are in a dry season and you're like, oh, my gosh, I barely made it through this year. Listen, the best is yet to come as we tune in to what he's saying, get closer to him. I love what you said, Trudy, about reading the word out loud. Right. Because when we look at that from the spiritual standpoint, we know that it, it, it encourages us because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word and that scriptural, pre- uh, you know, principle. But also scientifically, it is rewiring our brains. Right. And uh, it's so important for us to be able to have those right thoughts. And we will not have those right thoughts if we are listening to the wrong voices. Amen. I was. Um, have you ever read the book of Philemon? Yes. Titus yes. And, um, Hebrews. Um, so when you said that, it reminded me of this scripture. It says, um, so Philemon's is a very small little chapter in the Bible, but it's huge. Uh, Powerful. Yes. It says, verse six, I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective and powerful because of the accurate knowledge of every good thing, which is ours in Christ. And, and you know, we so often, Maggie, think of all the negative things about ourselves. So all the things we don't have... And we don't have that accurate view of who we are. And I think if we can shed, leave anything behind in 2022, it is that negative mindset or that negative view of ourselves, so that we can really have that accurate view of how God sees us, not in a prideful, a boastful way, but right. just in a knowing way that God, he has given us everything we need for life and godliness. He's not going to leave us or forsake us. But we have to have that accurate view. And so often the enemy will come in and he'll trip us up. Well, you don't do what so-and-so does, or you're not as spiritual. And we put these people on pedestals, right? That should never, no one should be on a pedestal. We'll all- Right, except for King Jesus. Right, exactly. (laughs) There's that that song that says, there's no first in line at the foot of the cross. Mm. So, So many people that I counsel, and probably you, that comparison trap of, well, I'm not this or I'm not that. But if we truly had the accurate knowledge of what we have with Jesus Christ, you know, I think that we'd be a lot more powerful, as it says, and a lot more effective. But the enemy comes in, as we know, to kill, steal, and destroy. And he'll yes. do that. You know, if he, if we're believers, he can't take our salvation. But he can, right. he can steal our joy, as you said, our peace. We'll walk around defeated, depressed. Right. Because he wants us to be unaffected this side of heaven. That's so true. It's so true because so many people are just kind of riding out, riding the wave of here on earth and, you know, waiting for the Lord to come. But he wants us to have an abundant life right here. You know, she was talking to y'all about John 10, 10, that they've come to kill, still and destroy. But Jesus said. The next part says, I came to give you life and life more abundant. So we here in the now can live the abundant life. Now, the abundant life is not always sunshine and rainbows and all of that. The abundant life is exactly what Trudy's talking about. It is about knowing who you are in Christ. 
in a healthy perspective. And I think that's as women specifically, mm -hmm. that's where we really get derailed is our identity right. gets hijacked and it starts at a young age. It does. It does. I mean, it, it really does. Like my, I have a, a six year old. <laughs> She's a hoot, um, but she walks to the beat of her own drum. And it is amazing, Maggie. Like this morning I got up and I was like, she's drawing. She goes, I'm such an amazing drawler, mom. I'm so good at it. I'm like, okay, okay, women. Okay, let's learn from the six-year-old. Let's just talk about what we're good at instead of I'm just not good enough. And, you know, she's six. And so, and I'm sure that's going to ebb and flow, but some days she'll come home and say, mom, so-and-so made fun of my shoes today. And, you know, but but it does start early. And if we can, if we can get God's word in us early enough and deep enough, we can wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I'm actually an okay mom. You know, I'm actually, I'm actually good at what I do, you know, instead of, and not in a prideful, boastful way, but in a, this is what God has given me. And this is how he wants me to occupy my time on earth. And I want to honor him. But what mm -hmm. disservice do we give the Lord if we, belittle what he's given us and we and he said you know he said that we're good that we're very good but if do we quench the holy spirit by saying i'm not good enough or i'm mm -hmm. not gonna measure up you know that's the abundant life is taking hold of what he's given us it's not in a bigger house a better car it's, right. it, it truly is in here and that's where we find our identity is through him and receiving it in our heart and saying, yeah, I'm actually a really good drawler, you know, and, and being, <laughs> being like, this is what God's given me, you know? Um, I know that's a little funny example, but if we can do that, Maggie, like you're an amazing interviewer, you know, you're an amazing TV host, you know, that's a gift from God. And some other ladies are probably amazing cooks, which I'm not, but that's a gift from God. Right. And so Leaving the negativity in 2022 would be such an amazing um, victory for many, many women oh, and men. Yes, yes. Oh, that is such a big one because comparison trap is so dangerous. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got, I used to be a people pleaser. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like I was going to, you know, and that is, oh my gosh, you talk about toxicity. I mean, being a people pleaser, in my opinion, is 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 way up there with one of the most horrible things you can do to destroy yeah. yourself Absolutely. because you will wear yourself out trying to make everybody happy, but it is based on comparison Yes, and, and rooted in that, you know, fear of man or whatever you want to call it. But I think what you said is very important. And I love that your uh, daughter is such a young age, has a healthy image of where she's at, but the, the enemy is constantly after, I know oh, in right. conferences, that I have done, it's like the same stinking lies he throws wow. out. He's he's not creative. He and so he tries to use the same song and dance always. Like, for example, you're not pretty enough. You don't, you know, no one cares. You know, you'll never be able to do this. You'll never measure up. Nobody loves you. I mean, these these things that go on. And so I, I know you've probably heard the same things in your office right. with women over and over. And, mm -hmm. you, and you're just like, Let's blow his M.O. out of the water and say, hey, he's a liar, y'all. If you're hearing those voices, they're not from God. Right. He not never comes to condemn. The Lord never comes to condemn, shame, or make you feel bad about yourself. You know, right. uh, Joyce Meyer said a couple, I was listening to one of her sermons a while back. She goes, okay, the enemy talks to us. So what are we going to do? 
accept it? Are we going to talk back with God's truth? You know, um, this is a funny story. So um, I was on the last, um, I, I don't remember on my lat the Ironman that I did recently, um, the world championship, I was biking and my legs started cramping. Like they started giving out where I couldn't do the, the full motion of the bike. And I was almost not going to finish my, the bike portion of the race. So I start arguing with the devil. I'm like, you foul devil. You are not going to take this world championship from me. I will not let you let me be defeated. And I was just, I was just yelling at the devil. And about that time, my husband and son and daughter find me on the, the bike course and they circle around like, like, who are you talking to? I'm like, I'm yelling at the devil. He's, I'm not going to let him win. And Sometimes we've got to do that. You know, we've got to say, you know, when the enemy comes in and says you're not good enough or he comes in with those those lies, you've got to combat it with the truth. Yes. Eventually he'll shut up. Right. Eventually he has to shut up because when you bring Jesus in, he has to flee. Yes. Amen. And that's exactly what happened whenever Jesus was preparing for his public ministry. I mean, he used the word, Uh, you know, we're, we have to recognize the voices. And I love what you said about, he never comes to condemn us or to shame us. But so many times when conviction comes from God, Right. And he's asking us, you know, hey, this is not good for you. Lay this down, you know, get rid of this mindset or get out of this unhealthy relationship or whatever it is. He's he's showing us many times because of our perception of the world. We'll take that and we'll twist it into condemnation. I know I did that all the time. I did not come. The Lord was wooing me for years. And because of condemnation and shame and guilt and all of those negative buddies that, you know, uh, that kept me from stepping into intimacy Mm -hmm. to where I could grow. Right. And be able to walk out the truth. And I love that, you know, and thank you for your kind words. You know, this whole interview thing, this is a God thing, you know, and, and I want ladies, I want you to go out there and, and ask the Lord, what are you asking me to do? Because it was in late October of 2019 when I heard the Lord say to to do this. And I'm like, but Lord, I'm not a professional. I've never had training in that. I mean, I interned and did some work with, you know, uh, Monica Smeltzer, WHDN and things like that, but I never hosted my own show. I mean, why? And I've been on everybody's shows right in my mouth, but I'm like, what am I, how, why Lord? And why is because he wants people to hear the truth. Right. And you are carrying something that needs to be shared with your sphere of influence. You know, Trudy, he can't reach everybody. I can't reach everybody. We need all of us. And and maybe it's not, we're not saying go start a TV show. We're saying go, if the Lord's telling you to write a book, write your book. You know, if you're supposed to start a home Bible study, start a home Bible study. If you're supposed to be working in a tutorial for your kids, school or whatever, do whatever it is he's asking. Because time is short on the earth. Would you not agree, Trudy? I mean, I think it is. And and time is running out. And I think um, I think we've stayed complacent too long. Mm. I mean, I mean, we can we can straddle the fence only so long. And and, and I think the Lord, I think I know he's calling. He's calling us. Up. He's calling us out, you know, and, the, and it, 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 it scares the enemy because yes. if we say yes, and when we say yes to God, it scares him because the enemy knows what's inside of each person listening today. And he knows that if they tap into what the Lord has for them, that he's in trouble. And, you know, one of the things I say when I, when I 
cross the finish line. It's when you cross the finish line, there's two on either side, there's a row of people and they're cheering you on. And when you, when you get to the finish line, there's someone saying you are an Ironman. And I think about that as the body of Christ, we are cheering each other along and we, we need to be cheering each other along. And when we cross over, you know, God is going to say, we want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You took what I gave you, what the Lord birthed or planted inside of you. And you allowed him to birth it out to become victorious because we have to, we need to take as many people to heaven with us as we can. Right. And like you said, you can't reach everyone. I can't reach everyone, but together we can reach the world for Christ. And, and yeah, so whatever, and you know, I remember when I first started the Christian view, oh my gosh, I was so scared. I was so timid. You know, I said I had a, a speech impediment and I still have to be very careful with some of the words that I pronounce or they come out really wrong. Um, but when you allow the Holy Spirit to yes. flow through you and work in you, then it's not you. Right. It's not me. And so we don't have to worry about it because it's, it's him. And so we can be victorious in him. You know, but for those people who are struggling, I mean, the struggle is real. I mean, it is. It is so real. I don't want to sit up here and say we have it all together because I surely don't. And for many years, like you said, well into my Christian walk, I struggled with insecurity, with low self-esteem, with, you know, it's easier just to stay home than to go out into the world, you know? But look what the Lord has done and what a beautiful thing. And listen, guys, we want you to t- log in to our next episode because we're going to take this further and we're going to talk about some keys and some things for you in 2023. Tr- Trudy, thank you so much for being on here today. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. I can't wait to come back. God bless you all. We'll see you next time here on Keys to Your Best Life. Bye-bye, y'all.